Good morning, everyone. <laughs> uh, this is the UMS Together podcast. We're the Roots, and we're trying something a little different this morning. Yeah. Welcome to our dining room. <laughs> to our dining table. Yep. It's um, Monday morning for us when we're filming this, and we do our marriage journal on Mondays. So we thought we'd take you along for the process. Um, we're not going to go over our schedules with you guys because you don't need to hear all that. It's, if you don't know how to set up your schedule, go, go back and watch some of our earlier episodes. We talk all about scheduling stuff together. I think that might even be episode one. Might be episode one. Yeah. So That is an important part of what we do during this time is talking about our week so we make sure we're on the same page. Yeah. Yeah, it is a big part, and we actually, we haven't even done it yet. We'll do it afterwards, but yeah, it's a very important part of these weekly checkups. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyway, we're going to dive into it. Um, our The book we're going through, it's a devotional book. It's called The Story of Us. You, We got it from my parents, um, the Family Life Ministries, the, the ministry that we volunteer with they actually are the ones that provide it um and so if you guys are interested let us know and we can get you a link to where you can buy it maybe we should just put a link in the um the description yeah we could do that we have to find the link first because we get it (laughs) we get all the resources while we're at conferences but yeah i'm sure they're go to a conference to get it there you go yeah, we so. also have our coffee this morning that we're going to drink. Do yep. like a little coffee and Devo time. Coffee time. Does that make me sound super hip to call it <laughs> Devo? Probably. Devo time. Coffee and devotionals. And your yucky creamer oh. that you make. Yeah, I decided... It's not, it's not yucky, but it looks... I know, it looks... <laughs> yeah, I decided I wanted to try to make my own homemade creamer so it didn't have the sugar and the added crap and... Mm-hmm. Um, this one is not a keeper, I don't think, this recipe. That's not, that's mm, not, not great, but I'm going to finish it. Yeah, because, mm. like, the coconut, like, yeah. got all chunky, so we had to blend it, and it was just yeah. not great. I think the lid is getting rusty, too, because it's in the all, like, orange. Oh, is it? Or something. I didn't, yeah. Hmm. This jar it. used to be a salsa jar, <laughs> so it was in there for a while. Yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna pour some coffee. Do you want to tell them about your um, what you do for coffee? Um, so when we moved into the RV, I knew that I didn't want a coffee maker because we we don't have counter space, and we weren't sure if we would always have power because when we moved in, we didn't have an inverter or any um, stuff for when we're off grid to have. 120 volt power so I said you know what why don't we just do french press coffee Um, so that then I can just heat water up on the stove and make coffee that way and it's actually worked out really well Um, since then we've gotten a pour over set up so we can do that as well so yeah that's that's my coffee but I really rely on my morning coffee rituals yeah. yeah. You do. 
Makes your day so much better. Yeah, it's so weird. Alright, you ready to dive into the story of us? I'm ready. Okay. Um, Who read last week? I did, but I'm going to read this week too. Okay. Normally we take turns. One week I'll read and Noah will write the answers to the questions and the next week um, we'll swap. The, um... I'm going to read this week, though, because it's called Investing in Your Husband. Oh, okay. So. Uh, that's right. Next week is Investing in Your Wife, right? Actually, last week was. Oh, it... that shows how much I remember. <laughs> it's When I say last week, it's been like three weeks since we did this, and oh. we really want to do it every week, and yeah, um, we actually did a podcast on... Based on this, this, this one. one. That's right. We haven't read it since, which... This is why we're recording it, because yeah, we, we really need to just get it done. But I remember last time we read it, I was like, it would have been a lot better if if you read it. If I had read it. Yeah, that's right. So I'm just going to read this week. Okay. It's not a big deal. All right. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. We're on week 28. Wow. We're like, well, it's half of 52. 52. <laughs> 26 I think I think we're all we're halfway because the book looks like, <laughs> like it's split in half we're oh about God. halfway alright investing in your husband by Barbara Rainey who is the wife of the founder of Family Life yes Dennis, Dennis and Barbara. Barbara yeah they founded Family Life or maybe they founded it together so she's a founder too right co-founder they are no longer they retired have since retired but yeah yeah I feel like they have a lot of wisdom to give them. Yes, they do. Um, the verse in here is Proverbs 2, 6. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth. Oh, let me start over. Okay. I gotta read punctuation. Oh, yes. I wasn't reading punctuation. For the Lord gives wisdom. Okay. <laughs> from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Okay. It's in a... I don't... Do you know what version of the Bible this is? N-A-S-B? I don't know what version that is. I don't either. It's not I've, a typical I've heard one. of it before. I can look it up. Yeah. I don't know what version. I feel like normally it's... Actually, a lot of these verses oh. in here don't have versions by them except for this one. No, no American Standard. Oh, okay. I feel like I don't read that one. No. I'm usually an ESV, NIV, or NLT, NLT girl. That NLT's new. Mm-hmm. I, I used like to NLT. think NLT was like pretty inaccurate because that's how the people in our church were, but we've since learned that sometimes it's it helps to understand things that we can't read well or whatever. Yeah. So. so. Okay. All I'm right. <clears throat> I had to take a sip of my coffee to start. <laughs> You're so cute. Mm-mm. Love our mini mugs. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, here we go. Our children and I once watched a new shopping center go up near our home. Initially, workmen cleared the lot and poured the concrete pads. Then the walls went up, quickly followed by the framing for the roof. But one day we turned the corner and slowed our van in disbelief. The entire structure had collapsed. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that was so dramatic. That would be like, so sad. I know. Oh, I'd feel so bad for all the workers, too. Oh, my gosh. 
We learn that the carpenters had failed to secure the brace, the new structure, secure and brace the new structure properly. The building's roof, held in place by only two boards, collapsed under the weight of two carpenters. Oh. Like the people were on it? Yeah. That's scary. That is scary. When we first married, I committed to being under the roof of Dennis's protection. He had all the structural basics, but he was brand new at being my protector. Like that roof, he appeared to be solidly in place, but he needed me to help secure him, to brace him by believing in him. Fortunately, I did come alongside him. Through the years, the weight of life's pressure sometimes shakes him, but he remained solidly over me as my roof, my protector. Today, although still not perfectly secure, my husband's structural integrity is much more stable. He tells me that I have had a major part in helping him feel um, sure of himself as a man and as a husband. The book of Proverbs is probably my favorite in the Bible because it contains such practical wisdom about everyday life. Proverbs tells us that as we pursue God and learn his word, we will grow in our understanding of how to live, and that includes how to live with our husband. As a wife, I have great power in the life of my husband to help him grow into the man God wants him to be. Here are three tips I've learned about investing in my husband. I'm going to grab a sip of water. (laughs) (laughs) I am not drinking much since I woke up and my throat is pretty dry. That's okay. The coffee doesn't really um, and you're not, do the same thing. You're not normally out of bed this early, but I have work to do today, so... I'll I'm do so anything for you, you, my love. Good job. All right. Three tips about investing in your husband. Yep. <clears throat> First, I need to understand his need for work. God gave man the responsibility to toil, sweat, and gain from the labor of his hands. His work gives him a sense of significance and importance in the world. But this drive for significance sometimes pushes a man to extremes. He may become enslaved to his job, a workaholic, or if he struggles in his work or loses his job, it strikes at the core of his dignity. (coughs) Yeah, man, I feel that. My voice just like, I'm learning I need to like ramp it up in the morning. It's not not really, really ready for all of this, but it's all right. I feel that deeply the work yeah i know yeah and i struggle because i compare myself to you and i'm like he's working so hard and i'm not does that mean i'm a failure yeah does that mean i'm not as good as him Mm -hmm. but it's the fact that we were made differently yeah on purpose that's an important distinction yeah your husband needs you to help him keep these two extremes in balance he needs you to praise him for his work but not to push him to gain too much too quickly And when a man loses his job, he needs you to stand beside him, encourage his efforts at finding employment, and remind him that true significance is found in his relationship with God. (laughs) True significance is found in your relationship with God. Remember that. that. That's what I've heard. Okay. Second, I've learned to understand his need for respect. Ephesians 5.33 tells us, let the wife... See that she respects her husband. That's NKJV. Okay. She's like switching up all her Bible (laughs) versions. She's showing how well she knows the Bible. I guess so. (laughs) When a wife respects her husband, he feels it, is supported by it, and is strengthened from it. Your husband wants and needs to make a contribution in life that is worthy of another's respect. 
He needs to know that you feel he is important. You are his mirror. When you express your respect, he feels valuable and esteemed. Perhaps you are like the young mother I know whose husband drank heavily and spent little time with the children. She had a difficult time viewing him with respect and honor. A deliberate change of focus from his weakness to his few strengths enabled her to begin to see her spouse in a positive light. Gaining a better perspective may aid you in esteeming your husband too. And in like the little box on the side, it says, pay attention to your husband's admirable qualities rather than the negative ones. Mm-hmm. Which is what we've talked about on multiple podcasts already is yeah. choosing positivity over negativity in yeah. like every aspect of life. Yeah. It's it's interesting because you can, I imagine his behavior would change based on the way she started to interact with him. Mm-hmm. At, at least I feel like I would. Yeah. Right. If she he started to get praise for things that she admired about him and stuff. Mm-hmm. I imagine that made a big difference. Yeah. I'm sure it did. Go ahead. Okay. As Philippians 4, 8 tells us, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there's any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. That's a good verse. That is a good verse. That one's NASB. Do you need a highlighter? <laughs> I'll go back and look at okay. it. Okay. Probably highlight it in my Bible. Yeah, you probably should. Mm-hmm. Pay attention to your husband's admirable qualities rather than the negative ones. There you go. Third, I need to bless his sexuality. Ooh. I've never heard it that way. Bless his sexuality. I want to feel sexually blessed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see what she has to say about it. Many wives express that they are offended because their husbands are such sexual creatures. This attitude communicates rejection to a man. The truth is, the typical man worries about his sexual performance, his wife's enjoyment, and his ability to satisfy her. Do you agree with that? Yeah. I feel mm-hmm. very, fairly adequate at that. Okay, good. Good morning, Nala. Hey, Nala. Good morning. Do you want to come join us? Hi. Good morning. Come here. Go sit by day. Uh, okay, bye. Nala just woke up, so if you hear tip-taps tip on the ground. <laughs> tip-tap, tip-tap. <laughs> All right. A man who feels like a failure in the marriage bed will seldom have the deep, abiding self-respect for which he longs. This may come as no surprise to you, but most men want, really want, their wives to passionately desire them. And when you express sexual longing for him, whether verbally or non-verbally, whether verbally or non-verbally, your husband is unlikely to refuse your magnetic power. Magnetic. Magnetic You are magnetic, my love. You want to go join? Nala. Hey, Nala. Come. Welcome to the podcast, Nala. Come on up. What do you have to say about marriage? Are you just going to look into the corner? She usually looks out the window, but since the curtains are closed, she's smart. She'll figure out a way. Okay, well, enjoy your window looking (laughs) time. All right. (laughs) For a number of weeks, I planned a special romantic two-night getaway to a bed and breakfast in another town. 
I planned and shopped and organized all the right elements of our time together. Then I called him while he was away on a speaking engagement and told him that I'd be picking him up at the airport, but we would not be going home. She's like, kidnapping him. We're not going home. (laughs) I also dropped more than a few subtle hints about what kind of adventure he could expect. My husband is a man's man, but when I picked him up at the airport, he was as excited as a child on Christmas Eve. That weekend was memorable for both of us. We both had a wonderful time, but Dennis especially did. He talked about it for months and still mentions it from time to time after all these years. That's cute. Do you think you would react that same way? I feel like you'd be like, whatever. No, I think that would be fun. I don't know if I would even put in the effort to surprise you because I don't think you would care. I like spontaneity. Really? Yeah, you know that. I know, but like something like that? I feel like I can't spend the money on that without asking you. Yeah, so part of it is, like, we're really tight money-wise, and so it's harder to do things like that right now. Someday I'll surprise you with something like that. Okay. But maybe it'll be... I would make sure it was, like, aimed towards you and your liking. So maybe we go camping, or maybe we go... Yeah. Right. I don't know. Okay. What else? Off-roading. And camping. And camping. (laughs) Okay. Remember, it takes years for a man to become a strong husband. Mm. That's something to remember, because I think people often assume he either is or he isn't, and that's how he is. Yeah. For sure. Am I a strong husband? Yeah. But I do think for any guy, no matter how strong he is when he starts, it's a new thing. Yeah, I agree. That he has to learn and get used to and become a strong husband. Mm-hmm. I thought I was strong in some areas, and there's a lot of areas that I'm not as strong as I thought. Yeah. Or I struggle a lot more than I expected. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Be patient with him. Yeah. Put aside your high expectations of how a perfect husband would lead his family spiritually, or behave socially, or perform intellectually. Keep your hope in God, not in your man. Then you will not be disappointed. That's good. Should I say that again? Yeah. Keep your hope in God, not in your man. Then you will not be disappointed. Men will disappoint you. Yeah, they will. (laughs) (laughs) But I love you. Okay. All right. All right. Now to the question page. Here you go. Did you bring a pen? A pen? I know it's not. I thought you were going to get up. Not your pen. That's crazy. But it's a nice pen. It is a nice pen. It's getting worn out. I know. I've had it for several years, though, and it's still going strong. Yeah. Okay. Do we need to explain how these books work? Or did we already? I don't think we did. Do you we, want to? Yeah. Basically, how these how this works is it's got 52 devotions, obviously, so that you can go one a week for a year. These always take us more than a year. Um, but they have the reading section, which we just did. And then they have a question section where it's kind of like a time for us to just discuss what we just read and... Yeah. Have uh, conversation. Yeah. Like, we've talked about... Um, 
It's really nice to have conversation starters. That's kind of the point of. That's the point of this. It's just, yeah, to instead help kind of direct your conversation around what you read. Yeah, instead of just sitting there and being like, what did you get for that? Yeah. From that, and you're like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we both tend to do that. Yeah. Um, and then at the end, there's a prayer section where you can pray specifically about the concepts you talked about today. Yeah. It kind of... It gives you a little prompt for that. Yeah, it's not like a read this prayer and you're done, but it's like, here are some ideas of you could pray for this and this pertaining to what we talked about today. This format helps me better because I hate, it feels so rigid and um, not real to just read a prayer. Yeah. It feels, it almost feels wrong to me. Yeah. Because it's like. It's not God, truly coming from your heart. Yeah, God wants to hear your heart, and he wants to really um, have that real relationship yeah. with you. And if you're just reading a prayer just because it, you feel like you're supposed to, what what's that going to do? Nothing. Yeah. Okay. What's your story? <laughs> <laughs> um, talk together about how you've observed the importance of these three things in your husband's lives. Okay. Life. Life, not lives. Lives? Are you like a cat? How many lives do you have? I have so many lives. I've used <laughs> up a couple of them already. <laughs> yes. Um, work, respect, or and sexual fulfillment. Mm. All right. That's not the way she worded it before. The sexual one? Yeah, it was something else, wasn't it? She said, like, uh, sexual blessing or something. Oh, yeah. She? But it's, she said it in the way of, like, it was, like, uh, bless your husband sexually or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, bless his sexuality. Bless his sexuality. But <laughs> he gains fulfillment from that. Oh, yeah. Okay, so we're discussing how those pertain to you. Yeah, just the importance of each of these to me. Work is very important to you. It is. Um, you really like to work with your hands yeah i do just kidding you when you are not working with your hands you feel unsatisfied and like you just get in this weird mood yeah i just don't yeah like i need that as uh some sort of fulfillment, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I think it's just because of the way I grew up. But I really... It's, like, really important to me to be able to do hard work and get the satisfaction of that work getting done. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because we tried for a few months. You would just stay inside I just didn't with me every work, day yeah. and... You and me us together work is mostly on the computer. It's office work. Yeah. And you were just not the same person anymore. There was something off about you. As soon as you went to go work with your brother two days a week in the shop, you're like a whole new person. Back to how I remember when we first got married. Yeah, it's funny, huh? You need to work with your hands. Yeah. You need it's just... to do that hard, like, manual labor. Yeah. Right, and it doesn't have to be one specific thing, right? I really like summertime because I can 
like we do a lot of outdoor projects right we do fencing and we do dirt work and we do we work on whatever fabrication projects or whatever Mm -hmm. and we work on house projects you and I do and I really enjoy those things I like problem solving and Mm -hmm. that stuff what would you say to the man who is like you like that but physically can't do the manual labor anymore and feels like he's kind of worthless now that's hard I do think um God gives us grace for ourselves to learn to be fulfilled through other things. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So uh, I want to use Papa Andy as an example, actually. Okay. He, um, my Papa Andy is my mom's dad. He passed away a few years ago. Um, I just idolized him. He was amazing, you know. He was Real, big guy. He big was, little guy. Yeah, he was super muscular um i felt like he could lift anything not super tall though he's like five six yeah Um, you were taller than him and and you're pretty short he was he worked in construction his whole life he built houses he was a framer he did he was a man's man you know Mm -hmm. that's what i thought i looked at him i'm like "Mm." yeah he's a real man yeah he's He's got the chest hair coming. He out, does the real man work. Oh yeah. And, yeah, you you have that yeah. from him. And, You're getting um, there. But anyway, um, later in his life, he um, had really struggled because his body was just like breaking down because he worked hard his whole life, mm-hmm. and um, he got cancer. Uh, I don't know. About a year before he passed away, yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah. He didn't pass away from cancer. He actually was cancer-free. But anyway, he... Um... What am I trying to say? I was able to... I saw this shift in him. Because before, he like he just had to do the work. And he pushed through his hurt to do work. To do hard work, mm-hmm. right? And I saw this this shift later on where he really was at peace sitting uh, and studying his bible and going to um different bible studies with other guys and doing having intellectual conversations and stuff like that there was a shift and he seemed at peace about it which was really cool because it was it i think it took a lot of work from god for him to really be able to let go of this peace Mm -hmm. And it didn't mean that he didn't do any work, right? He, like, rebuilt this big section on their deck even when he was really hurting, right? Mm -hmm. But I remember there were times, there was a couple of times he asked me, he's like, hey, do you want to come change the oil in my truck? Because he just did not, he was not up for it when he was doing his treatments. He's like, I just can't. But he still, like, was out in the garage with me and, like, I pulled a skid plate down for him, you know, to so that we could clean it while I was doing the oil and he like pulled it out and was cleaning it and wrestling it around and it's like he still had that in him but he was able to um, shift his focus a little bit and find his worth in other places. Yeah. I think with God's help you're able to do that. Because Yes, I agree. I think life is about seasons there's always going to be different seasons of your life it's always going to change there's nothing you can do about that 
Yeah. And it's about growing with those seasons and learning to adapt with the Lord's help. And I would say right now, I'm in a transition where um, I tried a couple, there were a couple of times where it's, I did full-time manual labor stuff, right? Welding and all that shifted all the way to, I don't want to do any of that. And then came back, shifted away, came back. Right. And so there's, I've been trying to find that balance of like, I know that like this YMU work, I really need to spend time on it. And I know that it's super important. Um, but it doesn't fill this need in me that I have right now. And I, but I also can't get my worth from that need. Yeah. So I'm trying to find that balance right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm really happy with where we're at as long as I can make sure not to let the shop work overtake this work because it's really easy for me to just say, well, I'm more comfortable doing that. So I'd rather just do that. Yeah. And I think it's a process of learning to, like, you know, you like the manual labor and that that's part of you. You don't want to overlook that, Mm -hmm. but learning to find your worth in God instead of your work. Right. And and when things change, you can be disappointed. That's okay. Mm -hmm. But your whole life isn't ruined because your worth wasn't taken away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I... I definitely can attribute the peace that I have right now just simply to the fact that we, my relationship with God is so much better than it ever has been. It's so much stronger, and I, I love where I'm at right now with that. Yeah. Um, so, to the man who um, isn't physically where he wants to be, isn't able to do the, the work that he wants to do, just know that you're not worthless. Yeah. God can still use you. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's going to be in a way that you least expect. It's going to be in a way that's uncomfortable for you. It's definitely going to be uncomfortable. And I would but, actually say... Sorry, go ahead. Um, I don't know. I was, <laughs> I was just going to say that it doesn't mean that your life's over or you're useless yeah. or worthless now. Yeah. A lot of times when guys... Um, are like in the trades Mm -hmm. and they're at that point where they just can't physically do it anymore. One of the biggest things that they, one of the best things they can do is teach. I'm not saying teach at like a school or anything like that. I'm saying simply, um, find men in, in your community. I would say definitely at church. If that's a place that you're spending time finding guys that are in a, um, interested maybe in learning how to build things and do stuff like that like specifically younger guys yeah not always but um if you're at that place generally you're older you've lived more life you have more wisdom Mm -hmm. to share men need that mentorship from other men and um it may not even just be about the work and your experience in that work it may just be being able to be an encouragement to younger guys um and that <clears throat> that's a, a an amazing place that you can use your knowledge and your skills to teach the next generation or whatever right yeah. and really affect other guys lives 
Can you take a minute and talk about um, the importance of having a community of other men around you and what that's done for you recently? Yeah. I think that Um, would fit in here well. I would say the big things that come out of having um, other, I'm going to put in godly men, because I think uh, guys are inherently flawed in (laughs) their thinking, and especially all the junk we have coming at us. Um, there's, There's a strength that comes with being able to have other men that will hold you accountable that will lift you up when you're feeling beat down by um, whether it's work or my I feel inadequate providing for my family or even interacting with my family because emotions are hard for a lot of guys Um, a lot of those things right um, definitely accountability is a huge one for guys and if you don't have those spiritual men around you that are able to lift you up and actually encourage you to keep moving forward and keep um, pressing into what God has for you, not what the world has for you, I think is um, the biggest deal of having other men around you. Mm-hmm. And just to be um, challenged and do guy stuff together. Men have this need for adventure, right? Um, yes, whatever do. that means, right? Mm-hmm. So we're doing this job next week, right? or for the next month, starting next week. And it's it's an adventure. It's going to be a crazy adventure. It's something that we have done before, but not exactly this way, and it's going to be really hard. But um, knowing that I'm able to do it with my dad and my brother, because we are such a tight-knit team, really is exciting, because we really get this fulfillment in um, doing hard stuff together problem solving together and really getting to figure things out you know yeah so does that answer your question yeah okay move on to respect let's move on respect is super important to me (laughs) oh really you knew that um like if i if i'm doing like a a deal for buying something We talked about this recently. Um, Just you and I did. Okay. If if I'm going into a deal to buy something like on Craigslist or Marketplace, which he does, I do this all the time. I like to flip stuff. He lives on Marketplace. Um, (laughs) If I feel that, let's say I'm going to buy something, Mm -hmm. and it is genuinely a good deal. But the person that I'm buying it from is being disrespectful to me. I will walk away because it's not worth it to me to do a deal with someone that's being nasty and not uh, being a decent human being and respecting the fact that I am, you know, here doing this. So I don't know. That's a really obvious one to me. Um, First... Go ahead. Um, what are some ways where I do well respecting you? Because I feel like I, I do my best. You, I've never heard you tell me that I'm not doing good at it. Yeah. You, because of our circumstances and how 
um, you basically transition from being under the umbrella of your parents to the being under me, right? Um, you naturally fell into the role of you trust me to take care of a lot of things and I think that makes me feel respected right so you just trust that I've got finances figured out you just trust that I will tell you if there's a problem right mm -hmm. or I will handle it if there is a problem and if you don't know about it that's not a big deal right or um, simply just um, following my uh, what am I trying to say just following you you are a very good follower thank you which I really appreciate um, and you never steamroll me like a lot of women I, I see a lot of women just roll right over their husbands in public and it's like he needs the respect and you're not giving it to him in the most important way because men need to know that you're going to show respect towards them in public, mm -hmm. right? It's very important to us because uh, to most of us, maybe for some guys it doesn't matter, but I truly believe that God built us in a way where we need to know that we are respected. I can't think of a single guy right now that it doesn't matter to them. Right. I think it's kind of built into your nature and who you yeah, are. I agree. Maybe there's some guys where it doesn't matter as much as others. Yeah, I would say but... um, if it seems like it doesn't matter to them, it's something that's, I don't want to say broken in them, but it's something that someone has, someone else has broken in them, right? Yeah. Someone else has said, you don't need respect, you don't deserve respect, whatever. Right? Yeah. Whether that's like their parents, their siblings, their spouse, yeah. their friends, whatever that is. So either they don't believe it or they're hiding it from you. Right. <clears throat> right. Or they <clears throat> have been talked so negative negatively to throughout their whole life that they then feel like, well, I just don't, I don't deserve respect. Like, look at me. Who am I? I don't deserve anyone's respect. Right? Yeah. And that's that's a big problem. Like, men... <clears throat> that's a broken man. Yeah. If he feels like he doesn't deserve people's respect. Yeah. Um, I do believe that people can do things to lose respect from others. Um, but I think... When we get married, I inherit... Inherent? I... Inherently? I gain your respect immediately when we get married, but I can do things to lose that respect. But it's expected that you are going to respect me right away. Yeah, it's until not... I do things that that you yeah. may lose that respect. It's not we get married and now you have to start earning my respect. Right. Yeah, no, that's not it. Yeah. Yeah, if if your wife if you didn't respect me right off the gate I would have been like what is going on I thought this was the deal yeah. or like I don't know that's a hard one for sure yeah Sexual if you're marrying a man that you don't respect then maybe you should reconsider that and your reasoning for wanting to marry them yeah and um, having that conversation together and saying 
I don't feel like I can respect you, and if we're going to make this work, we need to figure out why. Because it's probably something that's deep down that neither of you realized was going on until it happened. Yeah. Right? I do want to talk about the other extreme where you talked about men that don't think they deserve respect. Mm -hmm. There's also the other extreme where men think... I'm the man, therefore I deserve all the respect from everyone, and respect is power. Yeah. And even when they're in the presence of other men who also need respect, they think they deserve to be the top guy. Yeah. Because they're the man. Yeah. And um, I guess I don't know much about men because I'm not a man, but I'm guessing that there needs to be some mutual understanding of respect between men when you're around each other. And if you're around that guy who thinks that you all are under him, then you're not... Like, that's kind of what you're talking about with Marketplace. The guy... Yeah. He doesn't respect you. Yeah, it's a hard thing, and we could we could go on for hours about this, but um, because there are some... There are things that you do with an first impression, man-to-man, where you can get this sense of, like, who is on top, if you will, right? Um... It's a weird thing, but, um, like simple things like how you're dressed or, um, the way you shake a guy's hand or the way you just carry yourself, it lets each other know where you're at and how you care, how you expect to be treated. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so, and guys can sense that, um, they can sense where each other's at. So some guys... Um, because of past hurt, they carry themselves pretty gingerly and just like, uh, what am I trying to say? Just like, they don't have confidence in themselves. They don't have confidence in themselves and they don't walk confidently and they don't have a posture of confidence Mm -hmm. and what that other guys can sense that. And so they, um, sometimes, uh, you see this a lot in non-Christian settings actually. Um, guys will try to take advantage of that, right? And they'll yeah. just they'll just roll right over those guys because they're like, well, obviously you can't make decisions, yeah. stuff like that. Or instead, you should sense that and use that as that's a guy I need to love. Yeah. Instead of that's <clears throat> a guy I need to lord over. Yeah, it's lord it's a balance. Over. It's a balance, obviously, yeah. because there's instances where if I am around a guy like that, I'm going to take, if, and decisions need to be made, I'll take charge because I know that things need to get done and I'll do that. But if it's a setting where I meet a guy and it's like, maybe we need to have some, we need to talk about some stuff because I can feel like you are being super timid and we need to work Mm -hmm. through this because I don't want you to have an experience with another guy where you just get bullied and pushed over. Yeah. It's a hard cycle because it's like they don't have confidence, therefore people belittle them. Yeah. So they don't have more confidence. Yeah, exactly. It's like, how do you get out of that? You need other men to lift you up. And our wives need to be doing that as well. Yeah. I rely on you to um, encourage me in a lot of different ways. Um, And actually, let's segue into sexual fulfillment. A lot of guys get confidence from knowing that they are um doing a good job sexually yeah does that make sense yeah 
um, if if I know that you um, are going to other avenues other than just us, I'm not saying cheating, but I'm saying uh, masturbation or uh, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, things like that, romance novels, things like that. And I know that you're doing that. It makes me feel like you um, need some need something sexually, and you're not getting it from me. And so you're just gonna go off and do your own thing, and makes you don't care you feel what inadequate. it makes me feel inadequate, right? Yeah. You do a really good job because, like, you show often that you desire me, mm-hmm. and you tell me like. I, uh, I love when you do this, or I love whatever, right? Yeah. Um, and so that's that makes a that's a big deal to me. Um, yeah. A man's wife is his foundation. I feel like. Yeah. Um, if she is not, he, she's a portion of his foundation. God should be our ultimate foundation, our cornerstone. Yes. I yes, agree. I agree. But if she is not encouraging him and supporting him in work, she's not respecting him, and she is not sexually fulfilling him or putting in the effort to, because I understand that there's times in life where it just Just can't go the way that you want it to go. Yeah. Um, But if she is not doing those things, that's when he goes to one of those extremes. Absolutely. Where he either has no confidence... Or he feels like he has to demand it because that's the only way he's going to get it. Yeah. And you can kind of, you talking about how you can sense this in a man, you can sense. Does this guy have a supporting, loving wife behind him or does he not? Yeah. And you can tell just by looking at him how he carries himself. Even I can tell sometimes. That's a good point. It's like that man doesn't have a supporting wife. Mm-hmm. That man isn't getting fulfilled by his wife the way he needs to be. Yeah. That's a good point. There's also other things that can affect it, like past trauma or, um, you know, things that have happened to you. But your wife is, and wives you need to, that's why it's so important to work on these things. Not just know that they're important to your husband and go, I hope he finds those. Mm -hmm. Or if if he really wants respect, he'll tell me. It's your job to keep your husband filled up in all those aspects yeah i don't i don't want to give guys a pass to not communicate to their wives if they're feeling low in one of those areas Mm -hmm. or if they feel um uh forgotten or disrespected from our wives Mm -hmm. um but yeah i agree with that yeah I was going to rank these three before we move okay. on, if that's okay. Do we need to fill in anything else for success, that for sexual fulfillment? Um, for most guys, their gauge of what being sexually fulfilled is, is so jacked up because of porn. Um, I, even me, I've... I have struggled for a long time of like, well, I mean, it's good and all, but it's not this, right? It's not that. And the reality is, 
before until you totally abolish that from your life uh, consuming that kind of content you'll mm-hmm. never feel fully sexually fulfilled just I'll never feel sexually fulfilled from just you yeah right does that make sense mm-hmm. I would say that and I think these the three thing. things work together they do I think if your man's Absolutely. not sexually fulfilled but the work and respect are still in there it's still not like you're a total failure Mm -hmm. if you're not putting effort into any of those like of course he's going to be acting a certain way Mm -hmm. um yeah and they all kind of feed off of each other it's not like if one is perfect you don't need to worry about the others it's do your your best in all three yeah so i agree with that you want to rank them um I'm having a really hard time ranking them because they're all really... <laughs> they're all number one. They're all pretty high up there for me. <laughs> well, that's that's good to know because yeah. um, that's, that's how men generally are. Yeah. Obviously, everyone's created different, but mm-hmm. there's certain things that are created into a man and certain things that are created into a woman. That's why we were made differently. Yeah. And there are certain generalizations that are okay to have like this. Mm-hmm. So it's okay if you can't rank them because it shouldn't be, I know this one's your number one, so I'm going to put more work into that and not worry about the others. Right. I should be really doing my best to love you through all three. <laughs> Do you want to go to the next question? Sure. What are some adjustments we can make in our relationship in order to build up your husband in these three areas? Mm. That's a hard one. Yeah. I I feel like you've done a very good job recently of giving me freedom to work. Um You've always been good at respecting me. Um. I think the work is the one I could work on the most. (laughs) Because I want to give you that freedom. But I also sometimes get into a self-sabotage mindset and go, I know that's what he needs, so I need to make sure that he does that and he doesn't need to put any effort towards me. Yeah, for sure. Because I need that time with you and sometimes I'm like oh but I know he needs to be out there working so Mm -hmm. I guess I'll just let him be and I'll be fine yeah and I would say um I think like when I come in and offer to help make dinner and you don't you know we've talked about that a lot Mm -hmm. I it almost makes me feel worthless Mm -hmm. because I do I wouldn't offer if I didn't have the energy to. Sorry, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse, but <clears throat> the big thing is like it. Um, I like to feel needed. That's what all of this is about. Want to feel like needed by me? I want to feel needed by you. I want to feel needed by the just the people around me, right? Mm-hmm. But definitely you, right? I want to know that you um, can trust what I say, the words that I say. 
and that you can, yeah, take my words at face value, obviously, mm -hmm. and trust that I can gauge on my own whether or not I am willing to do something, and I will tell you. Yeah. And I'm working on that, because that's not how my brain works. I won't... You say I wouldn't ask if I didn't have the energy. I say... I ask because I feel like I have to, and if I don't have the energy, that just means I need to find it because that's what needs to be done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that isn't a very healthy way of thinking about it, and I'm working on it. Yeah. So. I really struggled to write anything down. That's okay. Sometimes we don't <laughs> write anything down because the questions are more conversational than answer this question. It's more like yeah. talk about what this means. Yeah. For sure. Do you want to do the last portion? You want to the pray together? praying one? Yeah, we can. Do you want me to read it? Yeah. So people can understand what it was is like. Yeah. Normally we don't always read it. No, I, I often don't. Because I can get, I'm kind of keeping notes in my head of like, um, as we're yeah. talking, like, oh, I should touch on this and that. Yeah. Well, we don't like read it out loud often. No, I always read it. But we take turns praying whoever whoever writes praise. Writes praise. And so oftentimes Noah's writing and he prays. I I don't look at it. He just looks at it and then mm -hmm. prays. And I don't need to know exactly what he's going off of for praying. Right. Yeah. So, but it'd be good to read out loud to give, show people it. what it's like. Uh, we suggest that the wife pray here. Uh-oh. Awkward. <laughs> anyway. Uh, ask God to help you understand your husband's need for work, respect, and sexual fulfillment. Pray that he will give you the ability to build him up to become a strong, godly man. So does that mean I need to pray instead? Um, it's okay. I don't okay. mind praying. Is okay. that okay? Yeah. We're going to break the rules. Oh, man. Okay. Mm. Finish your mini mug of coffee. Yummy. Mine is not done. That's my second one. Oh, I'm still on my first. <laughs> I'm not done. That's okay. You okay? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Let's pray. Okay. <sighs> Father, thank you for this morning together. Thank you that we were able to find time this week. I pray for um, this time that you will give us strength to not neglect it like we have in the past. Um, and I just pray that you will continue to strengthen us, um, strengthen our bond through um, the hard work that is coming our way for both of us. Um, give us uh, kind words to each other, clear words to each other, and just allow us to really be... Um, honest and open about how we're feeling so that we can continue to support each other however we need. Um, Father, I thank you for Cambria. Thank you for how well um, she does the wifing thing. Um, she makes me feel so loved and um, supported and fulfilled. Um, all the time and I just I can't help but be in awe of 
this amazing woman you've put in my life. Um, I just pray that you will give her strength um, to know when to take my words at face value and to know when I am just trying to push through when I don't need to. Um, I just pray for her and that she can rest in you in um, all of the work that you have before her and I'll just let her really um, lean on me, lean on you, and maybe others around us um, in some of her struggles that she's working through right now. I thank you for this amazing um, relationship that you've given us. And just please bless the rest of our week as we work together to make this thing happen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks for coming along with us and doing our weekly marriage journal. Yeah. I hope it wasn't too boring. <laughs> but. Yeah. It kind of turned itself into an episode. Yeah. It's not. We don't normally get this deep. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay. This is good. Yeah. All right. Until next time. Bye. Bye.